0: Oh, they can me. But I, I love I this song. Me. This is my highest song. Can there's me. a clean version and Bad there's a dirty I version. This is the clean version.
1: <laughs> okay, hi everyone. My name is Dr. Trish Ramprasad. I'm the core behavioral psychologist, and today I have Dr. Joy Johnson with us. Dr. Joy, in um, 2015, she's a grad, she was a graduate of Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. She graduated with her doctorate in electrical engineering and computer science. She was a National Science Foundation fellow and Intel G.M. PhD fellow while at M- MIT, where her research focused. Theoretical semiconductor processing modeling, inventing environmentally benign fabrication processes and electrochemical energy systems. Following graduate school, Dr. Joy transitioned from researching physical models to building commercial ones and software, leading mobile development at, at an MIT-founded music technology startup, Audio Common, as a partner. After leading, leading development of 3 mobile products of audio common she transitioned to the west coast to Apple's special projects group where she worked in HW engineering experience prototyping and has now transitioning back in into emerging display technology development as HW and d engineering managing she has served on the NC that's North Carolina State University College of Engineering young alumni board and on the boards of STEM-related nonprofits focused on providing technical research experiences for minorities and women, including the InTech Camp for Girls and iTrek. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, so, good to so, see your face. It's good to see you too. It's been a while. We know each other from San Francisco. Um, we attended the same church at the time, so it's really great to see you. We've kept in, t- in touch, um, but I finally got her on. She's been a busy beach traveling. <laughs> right now, um, you're in North Carolina visiting your family. Yep. Yeah. 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 So can
0: you tell us where you're from? Born so right now, I'm visiting my grandmother. So that's the ambiance. Nice. Um, but I am from Greensboro, North Carolina. So I was raised in Greensboro. My dad is from South Georgia, but my mom is from North Carolina. So I live most of my life in Greensboro which is really, really great place to grow up, surrounded by historical black colleges, the Appalachian Mountains, the, you know, the beach. So I always feel like North Carolina has the best of both worlds. But oh, yeah, it's I'm, beautiful I'm, there. I'm by it.
1: It's, it's gorgeous there. I've been there. I love Folly Beach. I love it there. It's so beautiful. I know a lot of people that move from New Jersey and New York down to North Carolina as well. So it's gorgeous mm-hmm. there. You have to visit um, people. Let me ask you this, because with your background right now, you probably had to do a lot of studying and stuff. What was your favorite subject in school?
0: I think coming up, it was hard because I wasn't good in a lot of subjects. And initially, my favorite subject is math. But initially, that was my hardest subject that I wasn't very good at. And I had a really great teacher who really pushed me. And then my dad put me in with a tutor This older Indian woman named Miss Singh and she just took me under Uh her wing and she just taught me everything she knew like she was a professor at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro but she had a son who had a severe form of autism so she ended up stopped teaching to care for him and she was just excellent she was just Uh I mean she would beat me on the back she would like you know hit you with the wooden spoon like Joy you could do this like why are you messing Uh, up you know she was always I could really
1: unfortunately
0: (laughs) <laughs> you would have thought I was her child. She was oh calling, my goodness. But every Sunday, Rainer Shine, my dad would take me over there and she would just take the time to really explain all the algorithms and like explaining how to do proofs. You remember how they used to make us do like proofs of everything? Yes. And I just, you know, I think about her often, you know, she passed on now, but I think about her and her husband often because they just they beat it into me and then i eventually got to work for them as a tutor and that's how i really had this love of math cuz it came with this kind of community of like you know family being around them and like you know really learning from her but she she was a beast she was oh a goodness. beast of a mathematician yeah That's awesome would you say she was like a mentor to you I didn't know it at the time but she really was. She was my tutor from the time I was in the 7th grade until I was in AP Calculus in the 11th grade. Wow, that's a while. Yeah. That's a long time. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. she
1: passed away.
0: She passed on. Well, she, was, she was much older, but she was, you know, she she really was one of those people, you know, she had came from India here to grad uh, for graduate school. I think she went to UNC and then she ended up becoming a professor and her, her husband, you know, stayed here, but their son, you know, he had a severe form of of autism so she decided you know, I'm just going to focus on him. And so she taught and tutored from home so that she could be at home with him. But she really was, I mean, I don't, I never thought about it that way until you said it, but she really was a mentor in terms of like showing me, you know, how to think critically and how to take something that may seem abstract and break it down. But also, like you said, like being at her home, seeing how she was as a wife, as a mother, how caring she was towards her son, even though she didn't understand what he had, she knew he needed her her care, and her attention. And I think I learned a lot from just watching her, you know? So I, w- I would say that now in retrospect, she was a bit of a mentor to me, much of a mentor to me. Yeah.
1: That's so beautiful. Different cultures coming together. And then here she is, this Im- immigrant woman from India who has a child who has special needs, who is on a spectrum of autism. And she is also taking you in and her husband's taking you in as if you're their own. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. She was excellent, excellent. Do you think she had also an impact on you um, where
0: you're at right now? I definitely think the confidence factor, because her thing was like, you can do this. Like, it was not a, you know, older people, especially of a certain culture, they're like, I don't understand why you're saying you don't get this. Like, you're just not working hard enough. Like, you can do this. You're smart. You know, so I think she instilled in me that confidence that, like, it's just a matter of, like, time and effort, not of, like you were born with or without something. She's just like, Oh no, no, no. Like you just need to work harder. Do this, do this, do this. So I think that confidence that eventually I may not get it right now, but I'm going to get it. Right. That, that was definitely her. That was definitely her and my dad.
1: That's so awesome. So cool. So what was your educational path? What was her name again, by the way, her name? Mrs. Singh, Singh. Okay, cool, cool. What was your educational path from basically transitioning from high school and Mrs. Singh what was your educational path after that because there may be some college kids listening to this as well who may want to do the same thing that you're doing so I'm
0: curious. It was interesting because I at the time graduated high school I thought like I wanted to go to New York because my older sister was in law school my sisters are a lot older than me so my older sister was finishing law school when i was going to college and she was in new york city she was super fabulous all her little friends you know like they were just right. living this like sex in the city life but think, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I, she, I know what you mean yeah i just looked up to her so much and i thought her <laughs> life was so cool and so i was like i want to move to new york city and just go to her school like literally i applied to her school the law school she was at right and I realized when I went to visit over spring break, my mom drove us up there. We went to see the school again. And I was like, I can't move this far away from home. So I decided to go to NC State. And I think mm-hmm. the the blessed part about being in North Carolina is there's so many colleges here. And, yeah. you know, you have North, North Carolina State, Carolina, and Chap- Carolina, Chapel Hill, and Duke all in what they call the triangle. So Okay. I knew I wanted to do something related to math and science, but I didn't know what. So it was kind of between like, okay, if I go to NC State, you know, they're a big engineering school. They have a great science program. And then I thought about North Carolina A&T, but it was in my hometown. And my parents said, if I went to a and T, I I was going to live at home. So I said, well, guess what? I'm going to apply for State, you know? You're like, I need and, a break uh, from you guys. <laughs> I don't need to, I don't need to live here, you know? But... <laughs> NC State also gave me a scholarship, so when they made the scholarship offer, it was a no-brainer, and then I had the opportunity, because it's such a big public institution, I didn't have to decide on a major, because I really didn't know what I wanted my major to be, so it gave me the opportunity to get an education, you know, for free, but also, like, if, you know, I could work full-time, so I worked all through college, every year I worked, and then I had that freedom, like, it's a huge school, so if I decide not to do math, I could do any kind of science, there's so many majors to choose from that have good reputation so that's how I ended up at NC State and then I just did the normal freshman thing you try a lot of classes to see which major you want to do and for me I think electrical engineering stuff for me because I didn't have a big science background from the schools that I went to but I, I knew I was really strong in math and I was still teaching with her Yep. I think I taught with Mrs. Singh through my the summer before college. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead. I, by the time I started college, I was already at calculus three. Wow. So I knew I could just jump ahead. And then that way, you know, I could choose a major. And then I liked electrical engineering because the math classes, I already had all the qualifications. So I was done. And then, you know, it had that physical component. So anything I couldn't understand theoretically is like, no, I have something palpable in my hand that I can make that I can show, that I can, you know, figure out. So I think it it really resonated with me. So doing NC State was great. I was there for four years, loved my college experience. It was amazing. Like, like you said, I was able to work, because there are so many companies in in the um, Research Triangle area. And then also, like you said, joining a sorority, having my family close by, like my grandmother's house is like 20 minutes from NC State. So I was super blessed. Like everybody talks about, oh, college is so hard. I'm like, college is great. College yeah. is wonderful.
1: <laughs> I'm happy for you? You had a great experience. You worked and went to school and you said you were pretty active in the sorority that you were in. Yeah. Right? What yeah, sorority is
0: that? So I pledged Delta Sigma Theta mm-hmm. my junior year in college. So that was great because I was already mature. I knew who yeah. I was, but I knew I really wanted to be a Delta. My sister, of course, was a Delta. So I was like, yeah. okay. I have to figure this out. And, you know, all the women at that point, I was really interested in engineering and all the women engineers who I knew who were famous and I had their names in my head, like, they were a part of that organization. I was like, that's the kind of woman I want to be like. It's a Christian organization. The women are really super technical. They focus on social justice. So it's like, okay, this is the kind of woman that I want to be, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a great experience, especially, you know, being so close to family that I could go to and ask for advice and things like that. Even though they didn't go to college, they still were able to give me the advice that I needed to get through college. So I had a a great experience. I had a really great. That's experience. so great.
1: Can you do the Delta dances and chants and stuff? You know, all of that. Yeah, I do. But
0: I'm, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm a pretty bad dancer. So they put me way in the back, way in the back.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, Joy. Okay. That's, that's cute. I can't in picture back. you in the back, but okay. I believe you. <laughs> way
0: in the back. Oh you my God. the back. You keep in touch with them still? Yeah. I mean, we, well, the way we see our organization is a little different than I guess uh, other like majority sororities and stuff. It's a lifetime commitment. So we have graduate chapters. I'm a part of a graduate chapter in California. And then even I was just actually here about a month ago because, you know, with COVID, we couldn't have weddings and things like that. But one of my sorority sisters who pledged the same year as me, her wedding was here. So I was able to come back for her wedding because, they had, they had, you know, indoor, outdoor, and everyone had their mask and everything like that. But, you know, it's just yeah. a special time in your life that like, you know, these are people who are gonna be lifelong friends. And like, yeah. they're, you know, they come visit, you know, come out and visit me in California pre-COVID. Pre-COVID but, you know, it's just yeah. those bonds that you make and it's a lifetime, you know, a friendship. So I think it's been, it's been great for me. I think it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience that. for me.
1: I love that, I love that. um. Let me ask you this, being a woman of color, an African-American or Black woman um, in your field, how, and and I guess transitioning from the college that you went to and everything, did you experience any racism or oppression
0: or not really? I think, I mean, I'm from North Carolina, so I mean, it is, you know, we live in a place and I mean, you know, America has had this great awakening, but we, we've lived in the, I lived in the South the majority of my life until I decided to go to graduate school. And I think for us, it became such a norm, like every day, you know, to drive to, you know, for us, if we didn't go to the outer bank, we would go to Murder Beach beaches, South Carolina. And I remember when they were having the fight about where the flag was going to be, because they had the Confederate flag at the state house yeah. in South Carolina. So my dad was like, we're not going to Myrtle beach anymore. But it was like, those little things happen all the time you know what I'm saying so for me when people are like oh was it hard to be a woman or black or young or whatever I'm like this is just my life it's just you know growing up where I grew up
1: that's so it's the norm for you
0: it's the norm it's the norm which is not doesn't make it right but it's it's something that it didn't affect me as much because I was used to seeing it you know what I'm saying so it was like I just had to deal with it. But I think the the interesting part is that, you know, you know, the way we believe, you know, I think God has continually put things in my life to show me that like, I don't care if every single person on this earth is against you, I'm for you and you're going to get what's coming to you. So like, even, you know, I always tell the story <laughs> about how when I was in high school, my dad sent us to the high school across town, which was like the, it was a white high school. And when my parents were coming up, it was only whites allowed at that school, uh-huh. but they have what they call the International Baccalaureate Program. So by the time we came of age, you know, they, you know, you had to test into this program, but you know, it was integrated by then. Yeah. So when I will apply to the school, I didn't want to go because it was across town. and All my friends were going to the school that was in my neighborhood. Right. So that was why I didn't want to go. My dad was like, that's the school you're going to. I heard they got a good math program, whatever. Mm -hmm. so I go to the school I do the international baccalaureate program I take all the AP classes you know my parents are like pushing 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 like my dad is 6th grade education but he's like my girls are going to college like I don't know how but I'll pay the person that'll figure out how to get there and so you know I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do you know trying to like play sports and all this stuff and I had a great GPA in high school but when it came time for scholarships like yeah like I was saying I applied to NC State yeah, <clears throat> you could only, I think it was a process where you could only nominate two people for the scholarship. It was a full ride, books, tuition, uh, room and board. And mm-hmm. they didn't nominate me. They nominated two other people, which was fine. You know, like I was in the valedictorian, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but the, when I told her, I said, you know, I think I want to self-nominate. And the, you know, my guidance counselor was like, I don't know why you want to do that. Like mm-hmm. um, you would never get the scholarship anyway. And I said, okay, it's fine. Yeah. I decided to do it anyway, but I needed her to send my transcript. Yeah. And so I put in a little form, because at the time, this is pre-everything being online. <laughs> That's how old I am. But, you know, they were going to, she was going to upload it for me. So she had to scan it and upload it, but it had to be certified by the school. So I had to go through the the guidance counselor, where she claims she forgot to do it. And it was me and one other guy who was in my class, a white kid who was like a friend of mine. We both applied. We both like, you know, we're going to apply anyway. We're going to do it on our own. And so I get a call from the scholarship office and they say, like, we never got your transcript. Like, we got your application. It looks really great. You know, I had submitted all the essays and done all this. They said, but we can't invite you for an interview because we don't have your transcript. And I said, I sent it like a month ago. And they were like, no, we never received it. So I had to go to the office. And the lady was like, yeah, I forgot. And I was just like.
1: Whoa. I'm I sorry my dad. that. My goodness.
0: My dad, my dad had to come to the school, which was Awful because my dad, like, worked seven days a week. Like, he stormed that school. I was like, oh, God, this woman's gonna die. He was advocating for you. He was advocating for me. And, like, even to this day, like, you know, little stuff like that, you know, it's like, even though she did that, I still got the scholarship, you know, and I, you know, was one of the few that they selected from that denomination. So it's like, whatever the Lord has for you, is gonna be for you. So it's like, you know, it, it sucks that we're in a place where we're treated the way we're treated and like right. people still allow those deep-seated, you know what I'm saying, hatred. But at the end of the day, like, it's it's not going to stop what, you know, what the ultimate plan is for my life. So I think for me, I just try to, mm-hmm. as much as I can, <laughs> you know, treat people the way I would have wanted them to treat me, you know, especially when I'm dealing with a lot of students and stuff like that. Because it's just, you know, you never know. You never know. And I think, you know, she tried to come back and say, like, I didn't need to. Nah, 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 nah. But, like, apparently she had, like, a pattern of this, you know, with Black students. Because there were so few of us that nobody ever said anything. Right. But, you know, it's stuff like that. And it happens all the time. Like, being a woman in a male-dominated field, people saying yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. but it's it's those little things that happen that, like, you know, the person that shows compassion or, you know, I had a guy. I had a guy who was a professor at MIT when I was a graduate student who, you know, it was a crazy thing where they had this committee on graduate students. And I don't know if they had this at your school where, yeah. you know, somebody didn't pass their quals or something like that. There was a committee that would review their case and like if there yeah. was a disciplinary thing, whatever. So I joined the committee as a student. And, um, you know, the first day I walk in is all these tenured MIT professors, you know, they're all, you know, uptight or whatever. Right. one professor who walks in and he saw me walk in because I was unsure of like where to sit where to go and he just simply came up and he said your joy right and I said yes sir and he just pulled out my chair for me you know just to let me know like you're welcome this is, you're welcome here I see you you know like and yeah. I think those little things you know like I think change the experience for me even though the everyday may be you know crazy yeah you know I what totally I mean? agree
1: yeah uh, so you went through some serious hardships from the guidance counselor to just not sending your transcripts in, but you advocated for yourself and you even put your name in that's I mean sometimes when you're not invited to the table you have to make your own table and it sounds like that's what you've done and then like you said you place God and you're like what's for you is for you I love that that's like positive self-talk that's yeah. positive self-talk you also using scripture and and stuff is this what you use for mental health just keep you going for self-care and that sort of thing yeah i mean I, I,
0: when you said self-care i was like you know i'm the worst for that because i work <laughs> like a crazy person you know like i've always laid the bible study because i'm like at work
1: but it's like right i mean just how many times have we scheduled
0: this <laughs> But you're a busy woman so I get it. It's hard. <laughs> and it's like, you know, once you get locked in, you know how this is, right. it's like once you get locked in on something right. and you're just trying to get it to completion, you just yes. that, that finding that boundary is really hard. But I think for me, I think the biggest way I care for myself is really like doing stuff like this, like spending time with my family or I, I do work that. out, but COVID, COVID is just No, we all all are trying, but it's not working. (laughs) It's not working.
1: Mindful walks. I am an advocate for mindful walks. Yeah. Um, So. And you have a, you're an Apple and we talked about this offline too, um, because I experienced this too, when you have ideas and people copy it or they um, plagiarize or what have you, and then use it as their own and even mentors or people in power do that too. And we talked about this offline. How did, how do you go about that kind of thing being who you are at Apple? Cause you do a lot of different inventions and we'll get into some of the cool stuff you've done.
0: How do you handle that? Yeah. I think it's, it's it's hard because I think there, there's there's two sides of it, right? Like when you're right. coming into a new environment, you're trusting other people, right? Essentially, you know, you go into graduate school, yeah. you're trusting your advisor, right? You're That's assuming they're, they're not going to take, yeah. yeah, you're not going to, they're not going to take your idea and use it as theirs or publish as theirs. It's the same when you started a new job. It's like this person has been at Apple for X decades and I'm just going to, Trust them to make right. the right time for us to call in a patent lawyer or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I think for me, when I've seen, I think the hard part was I saw it happen to other people first. Yeah, and as I watched it happen to other people, and especially there was another black woman, um, I won't name her, but I think her her primary job when I first came in was wireless design, and she did. She was one of the lead wireless designs on the last airport product. You remember we used to have the uh, Wi-Fi the mesh yep. Wi-Fi routers. Yes. Um, so she was one of the primary lead designers on the last airport that we had. Mm-hmm. And she had done wireless design on everything from iPad to the old Macs. Like she had been in Apple for at least I think 12 or 13 years when I joined. And like the kind of stuff that people would do to her work, I was just like, and she was like, I'm leaving. She ended up leaving and moving back to the South. And now she's doing her own, she has her own consultant business and everything, but still like watching her go through it made me more vigilant, you know, so okay. that I started making sure that everything was documented. If I had a yes. brainstorming session with someone, somebody like, oh, I just want to pick your brain, or I just want to brainstorm with you, I would document it. So if we talked, or we, you know, had a, you know, whiteboard session or something, I'd take a photo, and it to him, great talking to you today, man, I was thinking about this, this, and this, so it's all in documents, documentation, Mm-hmm. in terms of like making it somewhat of an objective thing. Like if they try to say like, oh, I filed this. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is the date that we talked about it. And then we can pull in our managers like, oh, here's the email from our conversation. Like, you know, right. so I think some of those things help with the like gray lines of like, oh, I talked to her about this or, oh, I, you know, oh, right. no, that was actually me. And the other I've thing that I've done is- I
1: love that because I've experienced this. So you document, which I've done, I also think copywriting and trademarking who you are and your material is very important too. So yeah.
0: that's the thing. So to, within a large company, we can't, we have to take everything to our IP group. Okay. So I always, and even if I have an idea and I talk to someone about it, I'll yeah. include them on the email. Like, hey, I want to go ahead and send this over to see if we want to file. And I'll just CC them. And you know, our group has like a dedicated person in the um, IP feed that will, you know, start the conversation, document claims. If it's a trademark, if it's a patent, if it's a design patent, they'll go ahead and document everything. But like, I'll just include them. Like, yeah, but your I name is out, attached
1: to it, right? Your name would yeah. is attached to it. And you're making yeah. sure of that. Okay. That's really good. And everything
0: has to be date, dated, right? You yeah. want everything by date. Cause they can say like, oh, I already had thought of that. And it's like, "But well, what is the date? Cause they would have had to have the date of the first date of conception like you know the first time I thought about this or the first time I wrote something on the back of a napkin or whatever yeah and I think once it's objective in that way where it's documented somewhere if some crazy stuff happens at least you have that to kind of fall back on in terms of like you know the data doesn't lie you know but it's it's hard I think it's It's very hard being a being a collaborative person by nature like which I think we both are it's hard because you're like but wait I thought you know to me that's a good thing right like we all are bringing it's a good thing and you trust
1: the person so that's why it's like wait I gave my mentor all this information but it's it wasn't for that mentor to make like their own business or something from it i mean it's it's for like the greater yeah. good of the kingdom of god if you're doing if you're, it's for it's your idea it's what you yeah and um i think as people of color as women of color i think people take advantage of that and people take advantage mm-hmm. of their position and power but you have a very powerful position in apple what's what's your position there your title I would say
0: very powerful Matt i think Tim so Moore. i think so okay but I uh, know, so I'm an engineering manager and our team was previously called Emergent Displays. They're actually changing the name of our team right now based on the technology is going to be public very soon. But mm-hmm. our team is called Emergent Displays and we're within a part of um, Apple called hardware technology. So, you know, you have your big silos, you got your hardware, you got your software, and you got your services, right? Things like Apple TV, they kind of cross all three, right? Because you have a physical device that's the Apple TV that you buy to put in your home. You have the software that runs it, but then you also have the service that you pay for. Right. But I'm more on the hardware side, so the, okay. I work in the on on watches. So that's the hardware that I, I'm focused like on Apple right now. Like Apple watches, like this. Okay, yeah. cool. But that's our team awesome. really, felt, when we say emerging, all that means is what's next, right? What's the next right. technology we want to use in our in our watch display? So I can't tell you what that is, but that's what our team is is working on right now. So hopefully Wait, in a couple so years. Working, can you repeat that again? You're working on some something about the watches. What are you working on? So I, I said, our team is called emerging displays. So we work on the next version of the display for the watch. That's so, so cool. In, within, within our group, people are working, working on displays for the Mac. They're working on displays for the phone. And we're, we're really focused on watch right now. So hopefully in a couple of years, you'll be wearing the one that our team is working on now. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm like, you know, obviously with COVID, it's been hard, but we've been working actually much harder. So we're hoping that we're still on schedule. <laughs> so we'll I'm see.
1: so excited yeah. for you. Let me ask you something. When we're looking at our watches or our phones, is there anything that you've done? Like as far as inventions? No, for your team? and hasn't
0: been released. Our, our, our actual display right now has not been released yet. So only people that are internal to okay. the company have seen it, worn it, experienced it, but but it's
1: going to be be released it's going to be released you said yeah oh my goodness very soon so that's going to be the new face of the apple watch and then you have something you had something to do with it
0: our team had a little little part in it, but we, you know, obviously it's a system, so everybody is, you know, a part of that. Being too nice, but, I bet you yeah. you had a lot of great ideas, but I hear you. But it's it's been great, That's but everything so cool. I've everything I've i submitted for patents and patented, Apple has been for this specific technology or something yep. close to it. Yeah. So once it's released, then we can talk about it more freely. But we're hoping, we're hoping, we're hoping. Oh my gosh, I'll is. pray for you. I'll pray for you that Please it comes pray. out. <laughs> please say yeah. it happens before I turn 40 that is the goal
1: <laughs> no you don't know you do not look like you're about to turn 40 I'll tell you that um, that's so cool joy can dr joy congratulations yeah
0: we're, that's we're awesome. excited I'm
1: excited, excited. for you though. enjoy this time of rest because you never know it's gonna happen it might just do so great you know there's so many people that want to do what you're doing and work at apple and what have you from around the world do you have any advice for people Um, as far as what track they should go or how they can get into Apple? What are some things or skills that they should acquire? That sort of thing. Do you have any advice?
0: I think it's, I I mean, I'll share experience because I think advice is kind of hard because things are so broad and everything is so, like I said, it goes everywhere from services all the way to hardware. Like we have people like you who work here who are, you know, helping with different health services and things like that. But I think for me, um, it w- I had an interesting road to Apple because they reached out to me about coming after I took a chance and was working in that startup, which was totally agnostic to what I had done as a graduate student. Yeah. But it caught their eye because they're like, we're trying to get into new product categories. And at the time, the product I was working on was a new product category for Apple. Yeah. And I think the one thing I will say is go deep, like get deep expertise in something and then be open to being broad about how to apply it. Because I think that's the thing that kind of gets us siloed, right? Like I did this very specific semiconductor PhD and I could have just said, I'm just going to go to Intel and make chips for the rest of my life, which I could probably do, right? And be okay, live in Oregon and, you know, make it work. (laughs) But. The point is they want experts right like everybody yeah. at Apple especially in our group right where we're trying to do something new we don't want a bunch of people who just want to you know check a box every day right Like we want people who want to be experts who want to be that person who's one of one of one right so that we all bring something different to the table but I think you know the skill set is really like deep expertise and that passion right like Yes. everybody always talks about how, you know we've moved away from the Steve jobs era, but I was like, I still feel like I work at seed Job company, you know, yes. like everybody is still talking about like we'll make it a little bit better. We'll make the display a little bit brighter. We'll make it a little bit make the transition faster from inside to outside, make the you know, color sharper. Like people are always looking for that last one percent of perfection. So I think those things are very important. And I think I've seen across the board, like I know people I work with who don't have a college degree who came in it's mm-hmm. like, Either they worked at a store and then right. they did a career experience with corporate and ended up becoming an engineer and getting their degree after working here, or even some people who came in as technicians and worked their way up all the way to engineers. Like I have technicians on my team that are now associate engineers. So it's like, I can't really say what the right expertise is, but I think the mindset of yes. wanting to be a deep expert and wanting to apply it no matter what the product is or the service is, I think that's the, that's the key. That's the key. I that. And I know people who applied over and over and over again, and then they got in their seventh time or their eighth time. So I would say, you know, yes. apply. If you don't get in, keep building, keep building, keep building your expertise and then apply again. Because it's not always the same people here. We have a lot bigger turnover than, you know, you we used to because there's so many opportunities in the Silicon Valley area, especially. But yeah. yeah, I've seen across the board. I work with people with PhDs. I work with people with a high school education. So, it's like, I love that. I love that you know? It's
1: just vast. Like
0: if you have a college
1: degree, great. If you don't, then you can do other jobs within Apple and then they can help you get your degree. That's yeah. so awesome. What a that's really great. Yeah. It's hard think- though.
0: I can't I can't say <laughs> its it, it, yeah. it is a hard place to work. it is a lot of hours. It is a lot of hours, but yeah.
1: Do you think you, this is your calling or you heard from God, so to speak, in your prayer life to work for Apple or to do what you're doing
0: right now or you're not sure? No, I definitely don't think it has to do with Apple at all. You know, like I think the interesting thing for me at least is like, I've never thought like, I didn't grow up being like, oh, I want to be an engineer or I'm so like, wherever the road is leading me, that's fine. you know, because at the end of the day, like, it's not, I mean, it's great if you have that thought from the beginning. Like my sister, you know, she always says she wanted to be a lawyer since she was in middle school. Great, wonderful. Right. I didn't have that. I was playing with my friends. I, I don't <laughs> care, you know? You were a kid, you were being a kid. But
1: shout so out I to think, the lawyer for, for your sister for being a lawyer. That's pretty awesome. What kind of lawyer is she, yeah. by the
0: way? So she's a, she's a prosecutor. So she, oh, she awesome. prosecutes cases for, um, that focus on uh, abuse and neglect around women and children. So sex trafficking, things like that. That's so awesome. Good so for she her. She was one of those people who always knew that she wanted to be an attorney. She wanted to debate. She wanted to be in the courtroom. But for me, I, I've never been that way. I've always kind of had a backup plan. I was like, okay, I'll go to, like even going to graduate school, I was like, okay, I'm finishing college. I have a job offer, but I'm not really sure if I'm prepared for right. the real world, like working in a job. It's like, let me just do this master's, And if it doesn't work out, I'll just get a job. If I don't finish the master's, I'll just get a job. Like I'm always thinking about like, well, I could do something else. But I think, I do honestly believe, especially some of the interactions that I've had since I moved to California, like I do honestly believe that it's a place that God wanted me to be because I resisted it for a minute. (laughs) I was like, no, I don't think I want to do this. And then as soon as it happened, there's been so many instances where I'm like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. All right. Okay. I I, I just got to, you know, surrender to what it's supposed to be. But I just, you know, I don't think it's the job. I think it's the it's the people that I'm supposed to be interacting with and you know I could do this job anywhere but I think this is just for right now this is where he wants me to be so that's so
1: hot that's awesome you know you know God's in it if you don't want it so that's pretty awesome yeah I was like really
0: now okay I
1: guess this is what we're doing (laughs) no I I mean yes I I totally hear you I mean how long have you been at Apple by the way how long have you been there
0: five years this is year five yeah
1: Congrats congratulations oh my goodness so let's talk about your traveling right now with COVID because I think years from now people may look at this and be like oh man they went through that they (laughs) so you're in North Carolina trying to get back to California what's the flight and traveling situation like for you what's happening
0: I definitely well I originally took the two weeks off because I was thinking oh you know cases are going down I'm gonna travel yeah. I have my mom with me normally during the holidays I have my mom with me because my dad has passed away so I usually take her because all my sisters are married so it's just me and her like we do our you know we do our vacation thing and then I drop her back off and then I come home back to California and so we were thinking you know cases are going down so we went to puerto rico i saw as that soon as we were getting ready to get on the plane literally we're in yeah. the airport they changed the rules so they were like oh did you guys get a pcr test we got an antigen test thinking we could just go right. they're like, oh you got to get a pcr test and we were like wait what like when did and this happen have- they're like yeah. today like today it happened and we were just like okay so I mean, grateful. I mean, gratefully, like my mom is is really good. She got her booster. I got my booster, and we were able. You know, we had the rapid test, and we had you know our mask and everything. But I mean, we. You know, I'm gonna leave today. You know, tonight because I mean, right. all these flights have been canceled. So even with traveling, we just do the whole like wearing the mask and making sure we have. You know, even on the plane, wiping down your seats and all of that. It's been interesting let's just say that yes. like we we were not expecting this we had a whole two weeks planned and it's yes. just like you know what uh we're just going of that now. yeah
1: well a yes. lot of flights got canceled if people don't know like i think over a thousand maybe i don't know how many flights got canceled because of covid but um and omicron but also because a lot of staff pilots that sort of thing um at the airports they're coming down with the virus and some or they don't want to go They don't want to and I don't blame them and I don't blame yeah if if you're
0: paying me minimum wage I'm not gonna (laughs) go and put my life in jeopardy you know they were saying like even stuff as small as like catering services or cleaning the planes like Uh you know if you're working that job as like your second job you're not gonna go when you know Uh people are like being so rude to one another and like not you know wearing their masks I, nice. I already booked my flight so that it was a layover in Atlanta where I have a ton of family so if I get stuck uh, there I'm just going to call one of my cousins and say come get me. I already told my cousin I was like look I might be at your house tonight. I don't know. <laughs> That's so at awesome. Atlanta you know, at is a good place. Yeah. yeah, and I have a ton I have a ton of family. My dad most of my dad's family lives in or around that area so I just booked it that way so if I get stuck I'm at a hub for Delta and I'm you know surrounded by family and my sister lives there like right outside of Atlanta so you know I have a place to go if I get stuck
1: that's great that's so awesome we'll see. yes
0: we'll see. and family is so important
1: especially during these these times in the holiday season and everything since we've all been separated from I know I've been separated from family and cousins and stuff and from all over and you know and now people are wanting to like hang out again and it's just like oh here's something else that's coming up so
0: yeah yeah. I I really there were so many friends I wanted to visit and family members and it's just like I just don't think it's safe like let's just wait you know and they're like you're all the way here and I'm like I know, but I'm not going to be the spreader, you know, I don't want to be the spreader of the, of the Omicron, so.
1: No, it's you know. true, it's true, or a Marion, as people call it. <laughs> No, not the Marion. virus and the side effects, if you haven't checked out some of the TikTok videos, people I are like, to oh, up. here are the side
0: effects of the Marion virus, and they're dancing like a Marion i gotta i I gotta catch up my nephews out not around so i gotta Um, go catch up laughter
1: is the best medicine let me tell you you gotta you gotta look at some of these videos dr joy i want to thank you so much for coming you're so humble okay and she is a powerhouse of a woman and she's a woman of god and she's just so phenomenal and awesome and i just want to thank you so much thank you for having
0: me thank you for this fabulous eye makeup (laughs) You didn't tell me. I did not get the memo. I did not know the assignment. Here but I you am. know, I like
1: to dress up, self-care, you know, yeah. to look a little cute. And it's okay to do that, you know, so because I don't go
0: anywhere. I'm just home. Right. <laughs> Listen, that, that living room is, is is our stage, okay? That yes,
1: is, It oh, is. Yeah. It, is. It, it absolutely is. And thank you for that. If people want to get in touch with you, like just to get in touch and ask questions and, and everything. Do you have an email or a website or anything that they can get in touch with you at?
0: I do have a website, but I don't really use it. But I do have my email (laughs) that I can share with you. So, Okay, cool.
1: Okay, cool. And I can put it on in this video. So I just want to thank you and safe travels back to California. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. I hope you got some great information um, from Dr. Joy. And thanks for joining the Core Behavioral Psychologist.
0: Bye.